Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. everyone and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of College Prep Genius Podcast and with me on the line is Jean Burke. Welcome Jean. Hey Felice, thanks for having me. Well I'm excited Jean because today we're going to be talking about limited language, limited mind. This is episode 32. Uh, You can find it over at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And there are not only this episode, but many of the other episodes, and then that's where you'll find the show notes as well as any of the um, websites or information uh, that Jean will talk about today. And today, Jean, we're going to be talking about vocabulary. And as a side note, uh, you're going to share with us how your family got interested in increasing their vocabulary, because that's something we all want to work on uh, with our families and, and our children, and that is um, having a better vocabulary. But I tell you what, uh, just trying to memorize those words uh, does not work. So today you're going to share with us some really great pointers on how to increase um, our vocabulary and um, help our children. Well, you know, it's it's really uh, an interesting story what happened to us you know, you probably heard, many of your listeners have probably heard my story about how we got started on test prep and getting free college. And, you know, about 15 years ago when Josh was in ninth grade and, you know, we found out that there was free college on the SAT, you know, I didn't know where to begin. I just knew that we needed college money. And so I did everything imaginable that you could think of uh, trying to prepare for the SAT. I mean, we didn't have any money for a prep school, so we had to kind of do it on our own. So I bought books at the store, lots of SAT books, and got a bunch of tests and started going through them and, you know, learning, figure out what works and what doesn't work. And many of the SAT tests had these very obscure words like languorous or, you know, plebiscite or something like that. And so every time we would find a word that we didn't know, I would pull those words out of the test. And then I, you know, had my kids put them on flashcards, had them learn them with the definitions, the pronunciations, and uh, to help them on the test because I didn't, you know, it was very helter-skelter, and I didn't really know what we needed, but I did kept hearing over and over again that you need to know vocabulary, and so that's one of the things that we did. So years later, after, you know, after my kids uh, already got uh, free college and scholarships and they were in college, you know, we had that box of words just sitting there, you know, about several, I I can't remember, several thousand words just sitting in a box wow. with a definition, and my kids learned. And my husband was kind of like, what are you, you going to do with those? You know, and to me as a mom, that re- represented a lot of work for my kids um, and a lot of um, uh, time they spent learning, writing those words and learning them. And so he said, why don't you take those words and put them back into a story? You know, instead of just looking at them and being a flashcard, you know, they're they're useful and they helped our kids, and, and they can help a lot of other people. So that's when we got the idea of our Vocab Cafe book series, where we took um, the, all the words that were the most common meaning words on the SAT, and uh, they kept showing up over and over again, plus other ones. And so our kids started writing those um, the vocab books, and 
really fun stories, wholesome stories that each contain 300 SAT level words in context with the definition and pronunciation at the bottom. So that's how our our love of words started and, you know, not just using them for the SAT and PSAT and those type of tests, but just in life, knowing how to speak better, how to write better, how to sound smart, basically. And so um, that's, that was sort of the beginning of, you know, our series, but as well as my love for vocabulary books and vocabulary words. And the great thing that I now, now that I know on this end is that, you know, families who buy our books use them for not only a literature credit, uh, but they also use them for a creative writing credit because what I talk to them about is what to do with those words. Because at the end of each chapter, all the words they've learned are now summed up in a sort of a review, and so I give them some really great ideas to use those words for the creative writing credit. I think that's great, especially because it, it helps to have it in context um, when you are just trying to isolate the words separately. It just doesn't work as well. So I think that's a fabulous idea uh, that you came up with, Jean, and your kids came up with because it always helps uh, when they have all these great ideas. Uh, we we teach them to think, and then they do. So, uh, But that is so cool, and we have those books, and um, they were really enjoyable. And I think it's always great when you're, especially as a homeschool mom, uh, to be able to tell your children, you know, that another homeschooler wrote the books and, and it makes it fun. So, you know, it, we find that the English language is dying. I know at times I'm correcting my children's English, and uh, sometimes I have to say I am appalled uh, that uh, little uh, slang creeps into their um, daily vocabulary, and I just wince. And they're used to talking to their friends. Uh, now with the text messaging, everything is just seems like it's a shortcut. So... We want our kids to sound smarter uh, when they're speaking and writing because uh, we're going to do another show on how vocabulary affects your life uh, in the future. And so it's important for us uh, to get this, um, you know, great vocabulary and understand what these words mean. And so today you're going to share some things with that. Uh, so. So let's just get started, Jean, and, and uh, you know, what do you, what do you want to help us with here on um, increasing our vocabulary? Well, I love the quote from Ludwig Wittgenstein. <laughs> he, he said, the limits of my language means the limits of my world. And that inspired us for the, the title, Limited Language, Limited Mind. And I think we have the ability to increase our world literally by being able to know vast uh, definitions of words and more words than a normal person because it really does open up a lot of doors. You may not go out and learn five more new languages. You don't really even have to sometimes. Sometimes if you just increase your English vocabulary, it opens up a whole new world. You know, my kids call themselves linguophiles, and that are, those are lovers of words, people who love words. And, and I know for our sake, it's really gone a long way for for our kids. You know, my, my daughter's already through grad school and got her master's, and, you know, she um, is uh, working in L.A., and my son is about to graduate from law school. And having learned those words back in high school just for the SAT or what we thought we needed for the SAT um, has mm -hmm. really carried them over in, in, into so many other areas because, as you know, when you get to college, all you do is write papers. And I can remember my daughter telling mom, I – I can't believe it. Here I'm in college, and so many of my friends don't know how to write a paper. 
And she goes, that's all we do is write papers. And so by learning those, you know, you're not learning words in college. College is what you build on what you already know. And so that's why it's so important for our, you know, our kids uh, while they're at home to be able to, you know, create an arsenal of these 50-cent words. So it's really, really important, especially in a world, like you say, that's being dumbed down um, at every, um, you know, at every angle. And one of the things that I realized that, you know, we talk about the State of the Union when it comes to vocabulary words, think about today's music. I mean, the songs or the rap songs, they're not full words. They're not true words. I mean, I, I remember mm. my, my son years ago, you know, he talked about a song that said um, she got low, low, low on the flow, 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 okay? So someone <laughs> made took low. <laughs> they took the word low and made it rise with floor. Okay, that doesn't oh, happen. <laughs> right. She was dancing and she got really low. Uh, but you know what? I mean, that's the state with, that our kids are listening to, not necessarily our kids, but in general, the kind of um, dumbing down. And even our today's books, I mean, you know, years ago, if, you, you know, if, if you've read some of the classics, you know that every other word was some really big word that you had to go look up. And instead of schools teaching the, the kids those words, they simply just abridged the books or, or dumbed mm-hmm. them down. And so that's what we're right. seeing, you know, when you, you know, at most schools, um, and, you know, even our newspaper and our television, I don't know if you know this or not, but they, the scripts are written on a sixth-grade level. And right. so, and, and now, unless you're maybe reading something like U.S. News and World Report or something along that line, but if you sit there and you watch and you listen, you're not going to necessarily hear some very profound words or vocabulary. You're just going to really listen, and they're really talking to basically the lowest denominator. And um, and that's obviously for a reason. If, if if they were to speak over our head, we would turn them off, you know. And they don't want that. Right. They they want their ratings. Um, so that's kind of you know what we're seeing is in the State of the Union uh, when it comes to our vocabulary words. Yeah, very good. We're going to take a really quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be discussing some more about ways to increase our vocabulary. We'll be right back. With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room, and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT, You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit collegeprepgenius.com to know more. Well, hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and uh, with me on the line is Jean Burke. And today we're talking about limited language, limited mind, and we're discussing vocabulary this is episode 32. Uh, you can find Jean's show on iTunes, on Google Play, as well as just visiting the website at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast, and there you will find links to this show as well as all the others. And so, Jean, before we went to a quick break, uh, you were sharing with us uh, how your kids are ling- lingophiles and uh, and how um, they, even today, are building upon the skills that they learned at home. 
Do you have any uh, types of, um, you know, tips for parents on uh, maybe a child who's a reluctant uh, learner and finds the vocabulary very boring, um, or just some way to incorporate a larger vocabulary in your homeschool curriculum? Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things before, you you know, you teach your kids the importance of um, words, you know, letting them know why we do this. You know, if if you just tell your kids, hey, you got to learn all these words and you don't give them any backup behind it, you're just going to not really be that enthused. But I think if you teach them that, first of all, it not only helps them comprehend on a higher level of communication, you know, when you listen to a lot of our, our leaders, uh, even President Obama, you know, whether you agree with him or don't agree with him, he's a very eloquent speaker and has an extensive vocabulary. And, and I think it's really important that to be able to sit and listen to someone of that caliber to be able to understand some of the things he's saying, it really is like a foreign language. It also helps us to speak with clarity, clarifying certain things and uh, helping others to understand what we mean. And I think one of the things that we're going to talk about later on is how vocabulary words can help us write with power. And so for our children, we need to teach them two things, what I call the color of words, and that is the denotation and the connotation. So when you think about denotation, think of the D. It basically means the dictionary definition. And so it means basically the literal meaning of a word. When you think of the connotation, that is what it's associated or connected to. So maybe it's associating a word or an emotional suggestion related to that word. So, for example, a denotation, connotation, when it comes to the word snake, and we all can picture a snake in our mind, the denotation or the dictionary meaning is a limbless species of reptile. The connotation or what we connect that word to is slimy or a sneaky creature, often with insidious plans. And so teaching our kids that there's the two colors of words also will help them as well. What do, you, what do you think about when you think of that particular word? What comes to your mind? So, you know, you know why should our kids learn these 50-cent words? Well, you know, it's, it's so important. And, and I'll give you some examples how you can incorporate that basically into your, into your school, into your home, and, you know, incorporate it into as an elective or a credit for your kids. And, and that really is, you know, let's say you come up with a word like um, plebiscite. And I use that word. Plebiscite means uh, to vote. And you can take that word, and that could be the word of the day, the word of the week. It really depends on how old your kids are. And that particular word, you can put it on the refrigerator and say, okay, let's use this word plebiscite several times today. And, you know, if you have younger children, you can do a little smiley face star, you know, every time they've used it and they've used it correctly, you can put that on there. Um, you mm-hmm. can also assign a mnemonic for it. You know, mnemonics are great for easy remembrance. You know, teaching our kids to meditate on it or even using it in games. And then, of course, what we do, of course, like in our vocab series, is teach families to take the words you've learned and write them back into the paragraph or back into a story. And that really solidifies that you know what the word means, that you understand it, you understand its definition. And plus, again, it's helping your kids to learn to write with power. Very good. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, when they were younger, we did like the Greek and Hebrew Latin roots. And even today they will laughingly say, you know, um, this is from the Greek root of whatever or the Latin root. 
Um, and so that does help a lot when you um, are, you, you know, working with your kids if you um, have used these things in the past because when they're younger, they're just sponges and they just remember so much better than they do when they're older. Absolutely. It's kind of like when, when they were little and we read to them and we read over their heads. They were picking up those things even though you didn't think they were picking them up. And so I think it's the same way. Always, you know, give your kids words above their grade, above their level, because they really will remember a good portion of them. Like you say, even when they're little, you may not think they are, and then later on they'll surprise you. Like, wow, that really got down in you, and you really remember that. So, no, you're right. And I think that in this world that we're, you know, that you and I are seeing where schools are removing, you know, cursive writing, they're removing spelling, you know, they're removing all these things that we know are so important, uh, we as homeschoolers aren't doing that. We're saying, no, you're going to learn to spell. Yes, you're going to learn cursive writing. And I think what's going to happen in, let's say, the next 10 years, the next generation or so, you know, these kids won't even be able to read, you know, documents or their grandmother's letter to them because to them looking at a cursive writing letter is almost going to be like a completely different language. And so that's the beautiful thing about homeschooling is we, we have that flexibility uh, to be able to say, no, we're not going to, you know, uh, fold under pressure what everybody else is doing. You know, we're going to do what's right. So same thing with vocabulary words. You know, we're not taking out the words. We're putting them back in the story. We're making you learn them. And you may not think us now, but hopefully you'll think us someday. Yeah, and, and that does really help. It, it does when they're, um, you know, they think it's a fun game and you're, you're you know, making it fun with your kids because sometimes we forget that, uh, you know, little ones like to learn and it is a game for them but they you know i'm i'm into making things fun <laughs> because i don't want to be bored so um you know maybe that's just me but i think that really has helped me a lot with my kids so well tell us um you know what are some other things that you have found uh that have been helpful well Learning the vocabulary words, what I have found is that not only does it help you write better, it, it definitely helps you like on the SATs and any, any standardized test. And I'm not saying you have to learn thousands of words to ACSAT. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying, it definitely can help because some of those words may be on there. You know, one of the things that people uh, still, I hear still to this day, even having t taught test prep for 13 years, is, you know, you've got to learn 5,000 vocabulary words to ace the test. Um, Again, there's nothing wrong with learning vocabulary words because they're great. But the problem is only the college board knows which words are going to be on the test. So they're not going to email you a list of words to study so that you'll know them. Uh, so learning them is great, but, you know, it's very possible that none of them that you learn are on the test. But they may be. So I think that's really, really important um, to understand that um, don't base test prep on learning words, even though words are great and they will help you in so many areas. Um, that's not a guarantee to do well, so keep that in mind. Um, but, you know, so many things, and you know, just writing a paper uh, for our kids. And one of the things I think is great for parents is to teach your kids um, when they've written something, go back and redo it. So here is a writing example um, that my son did and, and, and then how he came back and changed it. This is a, just a very basic example. One hot day on a lawn chair, I sat in the sun. I didn't care about the heat. I had to look pretty for my Caribbean cruise in August. 
It was so hot, you could feel your skin burn. My shoulders were already red from being outside too long. The dogs hid under a tree, panting from the heat. Jim Bob, annoying as usual, brought me out a black frying pan. He said, annoying, annoying as usual, brought out, I'm sorry, Jim Bob, annoying as usual, brought out a black frying pan. He sat right next to me with a silly smile. I can fry an egg on a pavement, he said dumbly. I frowned, rolled my eyes, and turned over. Okay, so then that's a really, you know, just a basic paragraph, a little short story, um, or short paragraph um, about a, a scenario. And then learning the power of words can take something like that and completely transform it. So here, here is the same story but transformed by the power of words. One sweltering afternoon against the lawn chair, I posed in the sunlight. Unencumbered by the heat, I had committed to being comely for my Caribbean cruise in August. Outside blazed to the point of burning flesh. Overexposure had already cooked my, my shoulders crimson. The dog cloaked himself with a shade from the sycamore, panting. Jim Bob, irksome as usual, brandished a charcoal skillet. He perched right next to me with a smarny grin. I can fry an egg on the pavement, he announced moronically. I grimaced, rolled my eyes, and made an about face. Very good. Yeah, you can see the difference. And the second one actually paints the picture better, you know. So it, it paints it, the uh, picture, absolutely. Right, right. And that's the thing. You can give the kids some, you know, examples, and you can start slow. I know with, um, you know, the little ones, when you're starting out, you can have the word banks out. Um, in, you know, that there's the list of the banned words. I published uh, Susan Marlowe's book of, uh, really for fiction writing, but she had a whole chart of words not to use, and there are your simple words that everybody uses over and over again. And so it made the kids um, have to think of different words to use, and that helps too. So you can have a band list and even have them um, help with that. You know, what words do we use a lot and let's not use them and see how that goes. Um, very good. Very great. It's great information, Jean. Anything else you want to add to this? Well, I do want to say that, you know, when your kids are taking the SAT, one of the, I would say the biggest change of the SAT uh, is the essay. You know, in the old SAT, you were given a prompt sentence, something like, you know, should we go to third world countries and feed starving children? And then your reply was either yes, we should, or no, we shouldn't. And then you gave examples of why you chose that side. Well, on the new SAT, um, students are now going to be given an already published piece of work, and it's going to be about a six or seven hundred piece document or speech or article. And you have to take that information from that article and write an essay based on how that author built his or her argument. Now, you no longer have the opportunity to necessarily agree or disagree, but you do have to um, you know, show how the argument was connected and the evidence and the ideas and pretty much, um, you know, how the author conveyed his point of view. And one of the things that you can do, and I and I find this very um, much along the lines of the old SAT, is you really do need to throw in some good vocabulary words in there to make you sound smart. Probably one of the best things to do is, is to read essays that did receive a perfect score. And one of them had the words guttural, a mass and um uh what was the other one? 
uh, I think it was morose. But they were, like, I, I remember pulling out those words and saying, you know, and they use them appropriately. And, again, you're having to sound smart on these papers because, again, these judges are only spending about 30 seconds of grading these papers. So you do mm-hmm. need to create an arsenal of words. Now, again, you don't have to learn all the words in the dictionary. There's 171,000 words in the dictionary. You know, we're not talking that. You know, we're talking, <laughs> Who's counting? You know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but, we're, you know, we, we want an arsenal of words that we can use over and over again and, and be ready with them because you're not going to know what the topic is going to be about. So if you have some good words already, you know, that you stockpiled up, then you can go into the test and, and be able to, uh, you know, regurgitate back out whatever the author said but use it in more eloquent uh, fashion. And so, and you do need to be able to say something differently. Like you said, you know, if, if the article was a roof for everyone, you know, you don't want to keep saying roof, 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 you know, it's like a dog. Um, you want to say trusses or ceiling or some other word that means the same thing. And so if you have that, um, that uh, basically that stockpile or that, um, you know, that, uh, I'm lost for words here, but <laughs> imagine that. Right. I don't have the vocabulary words to say what I'm saying. But, you know, if you have all that information stored up, you know, then you can obviously do very well on the paper because you're really not going to know what the topic is going to be about. Right, right. So that's great. And that's the thing, you know, it it always helps to have a few words that are very impressive and um, it helps as well, um, you know, which we're going to talk about next and that is, you know, in the future with your job as well as um, writing in college well, Jean, um, I really appreciate your time. We're going to um, wrap up today, but I would like um, everyone to head over to Jean's site at collegeprepgenius.com. You've got updates on the on new SAT. Do you want to uh, give a shout-out about that and, and explain a little bit? And then also uh, point us to, um, I'm sure it's on your website, your speaking schedule. Yes, that would be great. Thank you. Um, the, the SAT changed in March, and um, so we have a whole new formatting, different types of questions, and so we we updated our program. We went through, we analyzed the test over several months, and we came up with a new program that reflects, you know, all the changes to the new SAT. And so we now have it as an e-course, so you can go online and you can take the program and you can um, learn, you know, how the new test is, how to ace the test, how to answer every question in 30 seconds or less. And so that's at collegeprepgenius.com. I am uh, speaking to, uh, this weekend, actually tonight, the next two days, I'll be at the Arlington, Texas conference. Uh, next week I will be at the Idea Families Conference in Alaska. I'll be only at uh, Fairbanks and Juneau. The other two were conflicting with Arlington. And then I think after that I'm going to be, I don't know, is it, is it is the next week after that FPA that you and I both will be at? Yes, yes, we'll be there. Yeah. So you can meet us both. So, yeah, I'll get to meet you for the first time ever, and that will be fun. Yeah, I'm and then, excited. you know, yeah, and your schedule is there. Jean is many, many places. Uh, she really <laughs> uh, trots around the globe, and I just love your heart for, you know, continuing to help everyone who is very interested in doing um, a great job on the SAT, Jean. So thanks so much. And um, and then, Jean, you have a Facebook group and everything, and I will put all that information on the website. Well, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Felice.
Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.